2016 is here. I'm Dwayne Brummett with Allie Alvarigo, SchoonallerTalk.com. Uh, Allie, Happy New Year. Yeah, Happy New Year to you as well. It's pretty exciting. To, you know, it's scary, too, because it's it went so quick, didn't it? Didn't 2015, it seemed to me, it just like just like went by like in the flash of an eye. It did, and and uh, I I fear that the older I get, the quicker time goes, and that's what I've been told by uh, my grandparents and then my parents now. So, and I agree with them, and I, and I'm sure you see it, and I I see it. I mean that I don't know. It just seemed like summer break lasted forever, but now you know now summer break seems like it was only a day long, even though it was like even my school break. I we were off from Christmas Eve to New Year's Day, and uh, yesterday I'm going damn. I'm back to getting up at 5:50 in the morning and and back to the grind, you know. And it's even though I did work while I was on vacation, but at the same time, uh, man, it went so quick. Yeah, it was great. I mean, we closed down for two weeks, and I think in the first two days on Monday and Tuesday, we did all the work that we needed to do at the studio. So we had new well, we had uh, new carpet laid and then we had some painting done the next day and that was it until the following week when we had a, a big uh, uh bad weather storm here and we had um a massive leak in our school last week. <laughs> oh no. I got a call from I got a call from uh, one of my program directors and she's like um you might want to look at this. So I went in and took a look at it and uh, you called my landlord and, and he's got it all fixed. There's one little spot to fix, but other than that, um, it's all good. And we're back in business today, but, um, and I heard a lot of not that because I did do some coaching over the break and uh, a lot of my clients in the, uh, Michigan area, they had some massive snow and ice and all that stuff, so they had leaks and they had to get roofs fixed and so yeah, it's a typical thing, right? I mean, being a business owner, you're you know you're always dealing with something, so that's why I kind of felt cool about you know even even yourself, I'm sure, like when you do shut down, even though you have people that could run things for you, but when you f- completely shut down, you kind of get a little bit of mental clarity and peace in your in your mind, you know, and you're it's almost like there's nothing going on. It's it's like you know it's like a snowstorm when you're when you're uh, kind of snowed in for the day. It kind of gives you that serenity. Yes, it does. So I know that today we and I think this is a great topic to start off 2016. Um, and I don't know if you grew up watching uh, this, anyways. But uh, we're going to entitle this call uh, "Nobody's a Lone Ranger." Um, right. And and I and hey, as a side note. I didn't know this, but I watched, um, and I can't, Legends and Lies, one of uh, Bill O'Reilly's Legends and Lies, and he talked about the real Lone Ranger. And oh, yeah? If you have not, yeah, if you have not watched who the real Lone Ranger is, uh, you ought to take time to look, look that up on the Internet, uh, the Legends and Lies series and the Lone Ranger one, because uh, it's good. And, um, of course, when you look back, at it, I mean the, the the real Lone Ranger was a was a was a black man. And, oh wow! And that's of phenomenal. Course, I love you that. You know, at the well, at the time, you know, on on television, I don't. Of course, I, I didn't grow up when I watched reruns. I mean, I'm not that old. But, right, right. Uh, <laughs> but anyways, uh, you know, they weren't going to put a black man as a star on on television. Right, um, right. It, it, you know, unless they didn't even know about it. I don't know. I mean, I, of course, I'm getting into the things I don't know, but I don't know if they even know who the real Lone Ranger was. But Bill O'Reilly right. had, uh, did the investigating and found out who the real Lone Ranger was. But uh, anyhow, that has nothing to do with <laughs> with the conversation at hand. But yeah. the fact that um, nobody is a Lone Ranger in any business, and that's what we want to talk about today with regards to 2016 starting off, because 
Um, I think it's important for all of us. And I, here's what I like about our friendship. Um, and I think let's maybe start it off this way is, you know, we can, you and I don't commiserate together. I mean, we will say, you know, I'm dealing with this hard thing or I'm dealing with that hard thing. And, and uh, this is what I'm going to do about it. What do you think? And, you know, we're not, oh, poor me. And I, my, 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 my school is going to shut down. And, but I think it's important for us, number one, to have uh, friends that we can talk to. And, and, and us as business owners, we're a unique breed with regards to being a martial artist because, you know, it's not just about the product um, because the product, our, I think our product is one of the most complicated products because it's people. Right. And um, what makes that so complicated is everybody's different and everybody wants a little bit of your time and everybody has different needs um, that you have to have to juggle and fulfill from your uh, employees to your students and then to the public at large. And so right. um, when we say that nobody is a Lone Ranger, I, I would say that the first and foremost is you need to find another business owner, be it another school owner or somebody else that you can um, talk to about the things that are happening in your life that is going to be a positive influence on you and not one of those, you know, negative Nellies that are just going to commiserate with you and have a pity party with you because we all know with pity parties that uh, not many people come and those that do don't bring presents. And, and so it's important to understand that, you know, uh, we, we need somebody to help lift us up in those times. What do you think about that? Oh, I agree 100%. Like, you know, it's it's funny. I, I somehow became the adopted coach to someone on Facebook where they, you know, they I guess because of all my positive emails and all the stuff that I put out there, they kind of connected with me and um, we became friends online. Never once met this person in person. Um, but it's interesting because their dynamic is, is where they'll start off and lure me in with – hey, I had a really great weekend this weekend and I had a really positive, fun experience. And I'm like, wow, that's awesome. And I think they're like, wow, the, the, the mousetrap was set. And then they go, well, but my this and that and my life is bad and I hate my this and I'm over with. And it just then like literally strings of texts of ne negativity. And um, it's kind of tough because for me, I'm generally a positive person. I, I try to look at all the positive side of things. Of course, I'm a realist and I'm not oblivious, but at the same time, I look at, you know, positivity because without it, I mean, you could just sit there, like you said, in that pity party. You know, you could be there just whining and complaining all day long and not get anywhere, right? And that's, that's yeah. I do enjoy that about our conversations. And, you know, we've talked about, you know, employee problems or you know, this and that. Um, but we also take that conversation from a positive approach. Don't you agree? Well, yeah. And I, one of our mottos is, is uh, for my employees and for our business is that we're not a, uh, you know, we're, we're not a group of uh, complainers. We're a group of problem solvers. And I always tell my employees, don't come to me with a problem unless you have a solution along with it. Two preferably, but at least one solution, because otherwise all you're doing is complaining to me. And I think right. that's important. Because uh, sometimes uh, they will come up, you know, with a better solution than what I would have come right. up with because they're, they're in the trenches with that. So I think that's a good outlook. And, and I think for us as school owners, you know, we need to take that own, our own medicine as, um, you know, that advice for ourselves as our own medicine that, you know, we shouldn't be a, a complainer. Um, it, it's okay to complain, but then 
you know, once you have that off your chest, you need to then come up with solutions to be able to solve that problem. And that's where a good, another good, you know, martial arts business owner, let's say, can do that for you. Or, you know, like I even have another um, group that I meet biweekly with, and and one of the guys has um, a couple of natural food uh, stores, and he's right. got an online uh, store, and he's he's doing millions of dollars of business, and right. and uh, he's a lot higher level financially than me, and uh, but it but but what I found is. You know, especially with his his stores, he has the same problems with employees that you know I, I come up with um, or I encounter, and or, and sometimes on his end he actually has more than I do. I would say most of the time he has more problems than I do because I I get to vet a lot of my employees as students first before they become an employee. So I have I would say less problem uh, than he does, but it's nice to hear some. <laughs> some of the headaches and heartaches that he has and to be able to then say, well, you know, here's how I've overcome that and vice versa. And then there's another guy that I meet with uh, in that group too. Um, and he owns, um, uh, gosh, a, a limo service. He's got like a rental business. He owns like three or four sports clips. And so he's kind of diversified in a whole bunch of things. He's got a, uh, a printing shop that he does marketing from. And, and so it's neat to hear, you know, some of his experiences. And then, you know, of course, you and I get together weekly and do these calls and we talk a couple other times a week. And, and so I guess what I'm saying for school owners is it's important for you to uh, get with other successful school owners because, um, I mean, success really does breed uh, success. And yeah. if you want to be successful, you need to be hanging out with the people that are successful. Now, right. it's not that it just rub, rubs off. But over time, you become more motivated and more empowered by these other individuals uh, that right. are around you. What What do you have to add to that? Yeah, well, you know what? First off, there's a lot, man. My my head was spinning because uh, you know you had said a lot of really amazing things. Number one is you're you're with people, and this is something that we have to point out that are not martial artists, right? So you're dealing with other businesses now. The cool thing about this is that sometimes martial artists tend to be in their own world and they think of everything through the same paradigm, right, which is their own glasses, which they say, you know, they look at it through black belt glasses or, you know, or martial arts school owner eyes. And sometimes when you're in that frame of mind, you tend to not um, think any other way. It's not, you're not out of the box. You don't change your view. You're seeing it the same way. So that's why people love to commiserate where one school owner will say, hey, life is tough and my employees are tough and, you know, my students are this and, you know, the business is slow. And then, you know, normally if you get a person, and I found this to be the problem of why people either don't like hanging around me is because I don't allow them to get away with that kind of crap. So I'll say, yeah, but what about if you did this? Or, yeah, but what if you change that mindset? You know, like I have a few people that love to just call up and whine to me, and I'm like, this is not why I, I coach you. I coach you to try to change the way you think so that you're no longer talking in this language anymore. And, by the way, don't we call that clean the, the next level school owner mindset? I mean, that's really what we want to try to get people to start thinking like. Absolutely. And, you know, one of those ways is to be a you know, a strategic school owner where you you are thinking and looking at your school as a strategy 
um, and not operating in it and and as an opportunity or an, an opportunistic type of thinking. And that's where right. you know we've talked about this before, but to quickly touch on our manifesto, you know, yeah. where uh, we we talk about the differences in that mindset and how so many schools, you know, the schools that aren't successful have that opportunistic mindset and they move from one opportunity to the next, um, one bright shiny object to the next without any consideration of the strategy that goes along with that information. That information may be, may be all well and good, but it just doesn't fit their school because their brand is totally different or even their market is different because you, it's really difficult to take a, uh, a kid's uh, point of view, let's say product and use that to sell adult information. I mean, you just, you know, to, uh, uh, to sell, I say adult information, it sounds like I'm talking. No, no, no. I, I totally understand. Okay. But like a content that, that is based off of an adult student versus a, you know, yeah. a child student. It's a totally different. Yeah, and I often say this. I say this on a regular basis. I say to people that, you know what, um, another thing that makes our business so difficult is that, you know, we're not selling coffee to the masses. Um, we're not, you know, we're not selling pizza to everyone who loves pizza. We're, we're out trying to market to a children's audience, a teen audience, uh, a, an adult audience, a male and female audience. It's, there's a lot going on there. So we can't have a general message just to every single person and expect for that message to hit home. Um, uh, unless it's the, unless they're inquiring generally, you know, like uh, you know they're just looking for karate, and then our message gets through to them. However, my point being is that you know you want to market to a three to five year old, you need to talk about the bullet points that a three to five year old parent. You're selling to the parent now. You're no longer selling to the. You're not selling to the kid. That's why when I ran ads um, in on television, um, the advertisers were trying to sell me. Um, you know, kids' channels. Like they wanted me to go on, like Nick, at, you know, Tunes, Cartoon Network, and where the kids are watching. I said, but that's really not where we need to be because the kids are not going to go, hey, mommy, and run to them and say, hey, call one eight 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 Li Ninja. They're going to go look at it and they're going to go, I want to join karate, and the mom's going to not have seen the commercial. They're going to look it up in the phone book and find. So I might have gotten other people business. So I refused to advertise my kids' program on a kids' station. And they were like, wow, that makes sense. I never thought of it that way. So I right, was teaching right. those advertisers how to market. But anyway, so without going off on a well, tangent. Well, I was just going to add is that, uh, you know, why do you, why do you think, and maybe people don't know this or not. I'm sure a lot of people do. But uh, some of the most successful people, I should, no, I should, let me bring that back. The most successful people read, and they read a lot. Yeah. Um, and not just learning books, but they, uh, although uh, primarily learning books, but they read a lot. Well, why is that? Well, primarily because uh, they want to hang out with that person. And the easiest way to hang out with that person and learn what they, what they know is to get into that book right. and read what they know. Um, and that's just like masterminding with them. I mean, that's right. basically what it is. Now, you, of course, you don't get the opportunity to ask them questions back. Um, right. But. You know, the next best thing to sitting down with uh, Donald Trump or sitting down with, you know, at the time, Steve Jobs or, you know, I mean, the next best best thing would be to read their books. And so um, I I would say for school owners, you know, one, for this year, you ought to make a goal to mastermind with um, another school owner or another successful business owner, preferably somebody that's a higher level than you. 
all right? right? Not at the same level. It's okay to have a same level friend. Maybe you speak to them once a month. But right. on a weekly or biweekly basis, you need to get somebody at a higher level than you. Right. The next thing is to set a goal to uh, read more this year. If you've not read even one book last year, you know, I know this is a jump for you, but, you know, I would say read one book per month on something that you want to learn that you know that will benefit your business. Um, and by the way, yeah, maybe – go ahead. Can I add to that real quickly? Um, most people, shockingly, do not like to read. However, I would say then, then the answer to that person would be to, um, to listen to that book on audio. However, I don't know about you, Dwayne, but I find when you listen to things on audio, you, you seem to take in less information and retain less than when you actually read. So if you are a person who hates to read, kind of force yourself to start to learn to read. Actually read the pages, take the notes, write it down, because they say the more you read and the more you write the notes, the more you cement into your memory. Uh, well, that's, that's actually been proven. That's totally true. Um, I know that uh, I usually spend more on books because I will buy the audio and also the book. And then what I will do is I will listen to the audio at about one and a half to two times faster um, right. than they speak it. And I'll mm -hmm. listen to it, and then I'll go back and I'll read the book. And oh, cool. for me, I find personally that it actually helps me retain the information better because when I go back and read it, I'm like, oh, yeah, I already heard that. Right. Um, so that works well, That's for a me great idea. Well, when, I used to, when I used to listen to audio, I would listen to it more than once as well, especially Tony Robbins stuff. I would force myself to listen to it two and three times. And then I'd start to be able to, you know, to really cement it into my memory. And it, create, it would create, uh, you know, a lot of my books creates who I am as a person and how I think. And, uh, you know, that's important. I, I think that you were mentioning that before, meeting and, and having meetings and having mentors. Check this out. When I, years ago, I used to spend $900 a month um, with a group, uh, and I would meet with business owners that were in my peer group. And they were all different business owners, but it was based on income. So it was make, who were making between a million and a million four a year at the time. Um, that's where my level was, and I would meet with these owners. However, I found it very frustrating because it seemed that all of them and all of us thought similarly. So to me, it never really took me beyond. So I had said to them, why don't, to the group, I said, you know, to the, the facilitators, I said, why don't you have a, a person like myself and allow one or two people from our group to join the group of the $2 million people to see what they're doing to scale up and to grow their business because they think differently than we think. And they were like, wow, that's a good idea, but then you don't lend anything to the group. And, you know, they had a whole bunch of issues with it. But I, I said, that's who I want to be around. And I eventually left it because I felt like I was wasting my money. I was just kind of getting together and having coffee with people and just discussing things for a thousand bucks a month that didn't help me because I was at the same level as. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I agree with that. So. I think, uh, you know, uh, like I said, a, a good goal for school owners this year is to, you know, have a mastermind with other individuals, start reading more books, um, understand that your, um, that your business has systems and that in order, in order to have the correct systems in your business, you need to have a mentor, um, you know, yeah. probably from the same business that you're in 
that is already successful. And I'm not trying to sell, you know, our our coaching program. But that's not what I mean. Uh, although, I mean, of course, we do we do do that, uh, Allie yeah. and I. But uh, it's important for you. And I, and I and I've said this all along, um, and I really believe this personally. It's important for you to find um, a mentor that you click with, that you connect with, um, that has you know some of the same uh, visions that you have for your school. You know, I, I would say you know the nice thing, um, you know, let's just say if you're looking to have multiple schools, I mean, the nice thing about working with someone like uh, um, Allie is, you know, he's done that. He's had most multiple schools. He still has yeah. two schools, and so. Yeah. Understanding how that works, you know, you want you want to get that information from somebody that's already done it, um, right. you know, and so I, it's important for you to kind of define as a school owner what it is that you want, meaning who you would like to to work with, and then go out and find that person. And yeah. I, you know, I, I'm gonna, uh, I, and I forget his last name, but it's uh, it's is it Kiyoshi Dave um, uh, that we had on the on the call before. Um, I'm trying to think of who. When was this? Um, I don't know. Maybe a couple, three months ago. But I know when he was on the the call, he had talked about how he was even leery about spending that much money with you. Um, oh, 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 right, right. No, oh, oh, yeah. Soko, Soke Adai. He's a, he's a, he's a eighth or ninth degree uh, Dave. Yes, I, I forgot we okay. even did that. You're right. Yes. Okay. Well, and forgive me if I offended anybody with the the, the title because I oh no come forget from a that that's style and okay all right so <laughs> but I don't mean to offend anybody but you know the, the the point that I wanted to bring up was that you know uh, he knew that he needed to spend money to make money uh, and but yet he was a little leery in the beginning to do that but he also understood that he needed the mentorship of somebody that's already done it and what did he do right. that you know he didn't go and and search out. You know, and I'm holding my quote fingers up, and I don't nobody take offense to this. A a McDojo um, right uh, uh, coach, you know, but he he wanted somebody that was a traditionalist like you, and yeah. so you know you you at least were on the same you know path that way. So that it allowed him to go, okay, I'll go ahead and spend some money with this guy and see where we get. And obviously, if those of that listen to the call, they've heard you know, his experience and the things that you've been able to do with his business. And, and obviously the mindset shift right. which was really worth all the money in the world for him because now he sees things totally different. And that's the nice thing about for school owners is when you start meeting with your own peers and then individuals that are above you and you have a coach um, that is mentoring you in the area that you or areas that you need to be mentored in, because I know um, that's what, you know, I, I've, I've had different coaches for different parts of my business. You know, right. when I wanted to learn how to do the Internet, I didn't stay inside the martial arts industry to learn how to do the Internet. No, I went outside the martial arts industry. The people that are actually doing the Internet for their sales and, and marketing right. and those strategies. So, you know, if you want to learn SEO and how to do SEO, um, well, I'm not going to go to another martial arts school owner at that time. I wasn't going right. to do that. Now we don't, you know, now, I mean, I guess I look back now and that's probably was a waste of my time because I could have been growing my business in different ways and paying somebody else to do the SEO. Right. <laughs> so that wasn't very smart. Uh, it's nice to know, but it's also, you know, actually it's probably, for me, it's a bad thing. Like I know how to do websites, right? I right. build my own and you guys, you build your own. 
Um, and I mean, now you have a team and stuff like that, so you don't have to take your time to do it. But right. the, the, you know, that was a, that was a good choice at the time because when I bought my partners out, they actually wiped my, one of them wiped my whole website out. Uh, right. when, when, like I, I could have went back and sued them and I didn't, but you know, so I had to quickly learn how to do it. And that was back when we were doing, you know, HTML websites. And so, but anyhow, um, for school owners, it's important for you to, um, get that mentor get you know or mentors the ones that you need inside of your business so that you in your head your paradigm your uh intelligence and forgive me if you are offended by that but just the confidence in your business the intelligence in your business will grow so that you can expand not only just your business but expand yourself for 2016 because the problem is you can expand your business but if you yourself don't grow then your business is going to shrink to back to where it was or even below. That's why people that are at 50 students or 75 students or 100 students never get over that hump. Or if they do, they get over it for a period of time, a short period of time, and then they drop back to that spot or even below because they themselves haven't grown to be able to grow their business. Right, right. You know, one thing, though, that I've you know, I found is interesting. You know, I agree with you 100% with a mentor. I think that most school owners would admit that they probably need them. However, um, most of them don't realize how valuable a coach could be. And then even for people that decide to buy a coach, you know, pay for one on a monthly basis, some of them and, and David, who you spoke about before, resisted me for nearly a year. I mean, not everything I told him did he resist. But if I said, you know, change it to color black, he'd go to kind of like a color blue. And I'm exaggerating, but I mean, he'd almost go there, you know. But he would, there was a certain amount of reservation, and, 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 you know, he wouldn't go fully out. And he admitted to this on the call, and not until he dug in and trusted me, and started to really, truly listen, open up his mind to the new paradigm, um, did he start to see the results, right? And, um, you know, I, I still have that little struggle sometimes with him um, where, you know, I'd say, hey, add music to your class. No, nah, we can't do that here and, you know, blah, 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 because that's just not his way. And it wasn't my way either back in the day. And then I realized, how do I make it my way? How do I do it my way? Um, but utilize the knowledge, but kind of tweak it so that I'm okay with it. But anyway, certain people will hire a coach. I have people that I coach all the time, and they don't listen to me. Week after week after week, I ask for the same things. They don't give it to me. I have a guy right now that's a new client that I'm hoping I'm going to break out of this where um, they won't give me information. They don't feel that it's my business to know how much money they're making or what, how many people they have or you know, what programs they're in. They, they want to hide that because they feel it's confidential and they don't want to share it all with me. And I said, it's almost like going to a counselor and trying to fix your life but not telling them that you're addicted to drugs or you're cheating on your husband or wife when you're trying to go to marriage counseling. You know, you've got to be 100% honest, open and honest to be able to look into that. So, again, in closing of this particular topic, or my comment, I should say, is that um, I think that if people coach, they should find someone they could trust and then trust in them 100% and dive in 100%. You know, go, go fully, fully into it and change and, and follow that person's lead. Do you agree? 
Yeah, I do. And when you said dive in, I, I was really, I was actually visualizing a diving board. And, yeah. you know, the, peop- the people that actually dive in head first, they make the right. cleanest entry into the right. water. You know, the, the ones that hesitate and pull up, they do the belly flop, you know, or right. the face flop. And yeah. then they have a hor- horrible experience, and then they never climb that ladder again and do the, and, and try to dive again. And so yeah. you're right. It, it, we do. We've just got to, you know, put our two arms above our head, make a straight little arrow, and dive straight in. And uh, we, we'll, we'll definitely see a lot more success for ourselves. And, and you, you know, listen, um, it, it's not to, you, you, uh, you probably won't be with that mentor forever. And, you know, you would probably wouldn't think that I would say something like that since we, you know, Allie and I uh, both coach. But, you know, you're going to come to a point where you, where you feel that you have outgrown your mentor. Some, right. some of the times that might be true. Sometimes that's not true. Um, but you'll hit a point where you feel that you know just as much as, much as your mentor. And think about that. For all of us in the martial arts industry, we have the per- perfect analogy for that because we've all thought that once or twice in our, in our, or maybe more in our career with regards to our own instructors, you know, right. our own, uh, um, you know, instructors that we've followed, be it one or, or five different instructors, whatever. Uh, but if we really sat back and, and, anal- and really analyzed it, maybe, yeah, maybe one of them we did, but, but probably the other four we really didn't. There was other things that we could have learned, uh, you know, from well, those then, individuals. So just and, and can I can I just add to that because I normally yeah. around this time of year I lose clients, you know, and and I lose them for a myriad of different reasons. One, they're setting financial goals, and of course I'm a big expense because I'm not cheap. Um, and they look at that and they say, well, how can I save money? Oh, let me. I, I think I'm doing okay with the coaching. I kind of got what he's saying. Um, let me just move on and, you know, save that money. Um, and so I've lost a client, uh, I lost a few clients this coming, um, this coming, uh, year, uh, but I'm sure I'll fill that spot and I'm really in no rush to do it. Um, however, I, I also find too that, uh, like you said, sometimes the students think they know it all. And I did as a martial artist where I basically, um, when I, when I kind of knew my stuff and I was really good at what I did, and I thought I was smarter than the teacher, only to find out five years later that I was totally lost. And if I would have stayed with the teacher, good or bad, um, and sometimes it's very painful to stay with a coach, um, I probably would be better than I am right now, right? But again, that's part of the growth process to some extent as well. You know, it's like a kid has to go out and learn by bumps and bruises sometimes, even though his parents said to, um, you know, to not do this or do that, they have to go out and do it and, and fail and go, oh, wow, my mom was really right. Or my dad was really <laughs> and, yeah. and we've all said yeah. it, right? We've all said, ah, they don't know what the hell they're talking about. Now when we're in our 40s and 50s, we're going, wow, that made sense. Mom was right. You know, dad was right. Um, you know, so anyway, I, I think that, that school owners could benefit from either one, hey, by the way, and I'll throw it out there, we, we have so many different tiers of our coaching program depending on what people's budgets are and what they want to spend. Um, but, uh, and I'm, again, I'm not, try- I'm not trying to sell it, but um, what, what we are trying to do is get people to get out there and expand their comfort zone and actually learn a different mindset. Now, I'll give you, let me quickly just add to this. Last night I had family over for dinner. Um, you're never supposed to pe- speak about religion or politics, right? So, of course, I, I spoke about politics, and I'm a huge Trump fan. Um, and, you know, of course, the people around the table were not such big fans. They were talking about, you know, uh, you know all the other 
pundits and the people who are going in, you know, up for election and et cetera, et cetera. And I said, but just think about this one thing. And I left them with this. I said, I know the government has been run the way it's been run. And it's been run that way for a long time. Imagine if someone could come in and change that, just change the mindset. Who better to do that than Donald Trump? And I'm not trying to get people to vote for him, but a guy who could sit, who thinks differently. Like, you know, when people call me up and they say, hey, I, I, I need to get students in the door. I could rattle off 25 different things right off the top of my head and people will be like, wow, that makes sense. Wow, I could do that. I, and how did they not think of it? It's so easy for you and I. It's such basic stuff. In fact, half the stuff that we could rattle off, we may be benefiting if we were doing it all ourselves as well, every single one of those items. But we could, because we're so used to coaching and we know so much about the industry, we could easily just rattle those things off. Now, those school owners don't know that. They don't know what they don't know because they haven't been learning. And, and that's why Trump thinks, boom, if you want to know about real estate, he's probably got 27 different ways to close a deal that you and I have never thought of. You know, real estate wise, I, I, you know, so I, you know, that kind of mindset is what makes someone so good and why you go after a coach like that to save yourself the time of learning, the learning curve, the pain, the mistakes, the lost income, et cetera, et cetera. Do you agree? Well, yeah, I do. And the fact that it, that's okay. So you're going to lose income, <clears throat> excuse me, by going through the, the school of hard knocks and you will spend more money, way more, losing more potential. Yeah, losing losing real money and losing potential future money by not, right. I believe, by not right. having a coach. Um, and that's just my personal opinion. And when so. I when I sell when I sell or sign up people for coaching, I, and I say sell, when I sell them on the idea, I sell them on the idea that if I do my job correctly and they do their job correctly, that my coaching dollars will not be a cost it will be it will not be a liability it will be an asset as a coach i should make them money as long as they listen now and i've got a lot of people that i give them idea after idea and they just don't listen um and they don't do it however um if they do listen uh normally most of the time they're going to grow their business is going to grow um and they're going to make money on that business see so that's the interesting thing where, where people don't realize. So if your coach is terrible and they're just kind of pushing regurgitated material across the table, um, stuff that they've had in the past and they're just, you know, saying, here, do this, you know, um, they're not real good coaches. Yeah. Right? And, you know, it's not all the time. Yeah, and I'll say this. Uh, it's not all the time growth monetarily, although you, you should grow a little bit, if not a lot, monetarily with a coach. But right. the other thing that also potentially can grow, or I should say that should grow, is time off and also right. peace of mind. Right. And, you know, you should be able to take more time off uh, with a good coach, and you should also have a better peace of mind about your business uh, and yourself uh, in your business with a good coach. So, it, uh, and it, so it's not all about money, um, but, but it, uh, obviously that's what we always automatically think is if it's about the money. You know, if I'm going to spend this much, I need to make this much back. And, right. and that's good. And you're, and there should be an ROI, uh, for that, but, but it's not the only thing, uh, there right. is time, you know, and there is peace of mind as well. Oh yeah. And you know what? That is ROI in, in your opinion, in my opinion, I know that like time, time is, is, you know, they used to say time is money, but really people real time is life. So if you're able to run your business and enjoy your life, what better lifestyle? So if you're taught by a mentor, which I, I, you know, I go through five stages in my coaching. 
So if someone stays with me for as long as five years, they'll go through all these stages. Stage one, systemization, right? And that's what we do on, on our, our, you know, our program, right? The school owners program. Um, stage two is, is building a company where you have employees. So how to manage those employees, how to set up programs, how to teach them and replicate employees so you're not a prisoner, which we call golden handcuffs, where you're frozen in, in your company, where you can never get away. Um, and then stage three is working on your business, not in your business, and working on alternate sources of income, whether it be uh, a, a public speaking career or writing books or investing in real estate or whatever, right? Stage four is learning how to set up your exit strategy, and stage four pours into stage five, meaning your exit strategy of are you going to sell your business eventually? Are you going to share it with your your students and your team? Are you going to, you know, have a... Uh, a time where you say, I'm just going to sell it and, and, and retire and move down to Tahiti and enjoy my life. Like, what is it? So those stages four and five are all about setting up that, that estate plan, protecting yourself and your assets, your, your income, et cetera, et cetera, and retiring out. So that's part of what I do in coaching. So how valuable is that? I mean, literally, that's something that people spend hundreds of thousands of dollars on to get with one person just to talk about that one topic. Right, exactly. So uh, if you haven't been motivated uh, by this call, listeners, I don't know what else to do for you because 2016 yeah. should be a great year for you. Um, it should be if, you know, depending on where you're at, it should be a rebuilding year in any sense of the imagination with regards to, you know, rebuilding yourself uh, stronger, uh, rebuilding your uh, your school stronger or whatever it is, maybe even, you know, by by getting, uh, you know, these systems and, and, and these mentors or what have you, you're going to be able to rebuild your uh, time with your family even stronger because you'll have more time off, you'll have more peace of mind, and so you'll right. be able to actually spend more time with your family, which ultimately is 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 the most important out of all this because you're you're working so that you can have a, a great living so that you can share that with your family and not just you know the money wise but you know so that you can share yourself and your time right. with your family. So uh, I just want to remind everybody that you can subscribe to this podcast by going to schoolownertalk.com and there's links on there either through iTunes and even an Android device to be able to do that. And uh, please share this with other school owners so that uh, they can, you know, this is our, our weekly uh, mastermind together, if you will, and uh, it allows you to be able to listen in on, you know, some of the thoughts that are going on in our heads at the time. So um, I just want to thank everybody for last year, and I look forward to another great year. Allie, you want to end the call? Yeah, no, I, I mean, everything you said, and, and I, you know, I just, uh, I, I want people to be on the lookout for some cool things that you and I are going to be releasing real shortly uh, that is going to literally, I believe, for the people who get involved, change their lives, you know, and I'm excited about that because I personally got into the coaching industry because I wanted to help people, not necessarily school owners, but um, I realized the more I helped school owners, the more professional, the more people they could reach, the more people I could reach and help, and that was my ultimate goal. You know, so I think that through through the things that you and I are doing, hopefully we're having an impact on the planet. We have a, a pretty decent footprint um, by helping school owners, helping to them to help their students. So that's my goal for 2016, and uh, we have some really cool stuff. So people, be on the lookout, things that you probably want to get involved with um, to really literally take your school to the next level.
that's about it. So yeah, thanks very much for okay. Yeah, everyone have a great day. Also, uh, we had mentioned on this call, the manifesto. If you're interested in that, you can also go to schoolandtalk.com. Uh, have a, everybody a happy new year and have a great year. We'll talk to you next time.